Josh, your man DJ Playboy. I'm in the building back with another episode of the Perfect Talk Podcast. And you know, I came through with my partners, my peoples, my folks, Miss Perfect Touch. What's oh, yeah. good? What it do? I'm, I'm lit over here. I'm hey, ready. Yo, hey, yo, I'm lit. <laughs> What's going on with you? Everything good? Yeah, yo, I'm I'm just happy. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy that we I'm seeing y'all again so fucking you quick. You know what I'm saying? You Not 30 saying? days like, in between. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, we, we right on time. So much shit happening. Keith was good. What's good, Keith? Man, I'm chilling. I'm chilling. You know, came from the tailor the other day. Wedding suit coming along. How I'm many at, uh, How many months away to, be, to the wedding? About two months. Ooh, this is two months. The final yeah, a little bit over two months. <laughs> yeah, man. How's the suit looking, though? Oh, it's looking butter soft. They have to take some pieces in. Um, there was a little bit of excess fabric, so they got to cut that away. So I'm doing that at Suit Supply. It's what's up over there if you're going to get a suit. Shout out to Suit Supply. Shout, shout out to Suit Supply because they, they hooked me up, got the fabric, butter soft, feeling great on my skin. I might not even wear an undershirt. Where's that located? Is it in Manhattan? That's in Manhattan. They got they got it all over. Well, not all over the U.S., like in big cities. I think yeah. there's one in Chicago. There's a couple in Manhattan. So, yeah, or you could get a suit online. So, wait, That's they had to take it in as in, like, yo, you been crotch. out here working, <laughs> you know? Uh, what you said? Like, you, they had to take, like, the fabric in, like, as in you've been, you know what I'm saying? You got... Oh, no, no, no. No, because what happened, it's made to measure, so I didn't get it off the rack. So, they, they measured me up. They measure me up. They put the suit together, and then they had me try it on. Oh, you said you didn't get it off the rack? I didn't get it off the oh, rack, okay. Nah. <laughs> okay. So, I had to pick my fabric, pick the... The um, you know, little fixings that I want, the kind of lapel that I want, and all this different type of stuff, and then they put it together. So then they put it on me and see if they did a good job on the first shot, and they didn't. But it ain't. It was really nice though. But it was just like little small things because I paid the amount. I paid the money to get it made to measure. So they want to make sure it's perfect before they hand it over to me. So is that a custom suit or a tailored suit? Or is that the same thing? And I'm just don't. I'm just this, using different this terminology. There's like nuances to it. So this yeah. is made to measure. So it's diff- different from being a tailored suit where they make it 100% from scratch. It's just a ream of fabric and they yeah. cut it. And all. I think, I'm not sure exactly what's the difference, but I think made to measure is a little less customized than like a full out tailored suit. Okay. Yeah. Lit. I ask these type of questions because sometimes there's a lot of things that, I, I live in a bubble, y'all. I ain't going front, man. I like to be in a little studio working on the podcast, you know what I'm saying, putting joints out. And y'all world travelers, y'all go all over the place, you know what I'm saying? Nisho is DJ and Keith running marathons, y'all doing things. So we got a little segment right now that I want to call Let a Plicker Know. And that's why I ask y'all things and shit I don't know about, like the question I just asked <laughs> Keith about the suit joint. But I got a real question for you, man. This is uh, up, up, up where I live, upstate New York. It's this thing going on. You got an ease, right? Yeah. Okay. This mad guy and these people in my in my neighborhood is just like a community up there, and I've always because we West Indian, but I never really looked at a difference between black people and West Indian people. But I've noticed in the past two weeks from both sides, right? Um, I have a black barber and I have guy and these coworkers. All right, so my coworkers, uh, uh, they made a joke and I it, it threw me off at first because it was like. Uh, they're two Guyanese uh, gentlemen, and they were like, you know, we don't do favors for black people. And I didn't even, I didn't even catch the joke Wait, at first. I'm like, hey, y'all, y'all black? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then, so like, then two days ago, I'm at the barber, and my barber, you know, he's a black dude from down south. I, I told you some of the stuff he done said before. <laughs> um, he, uh, he's talking about like Guyanese people, and he's like, you know, like the police. Guyanese people. <laughs> yeah, but he's like, yo, the police, the police will pull a black dude over real quick, but for some reason they let the Guyanese people rock. And that he's like, yo, it seemed like it's corruption, like, and I, like it was favoritism that they were getting. And I'm just sitting there like dumbfounded, like, ain't we all the same people? Like, I ain't even know we divided each other up and, and put each other apart. So as a Guyanese person, how do you 
view that type of thing? Or, or do you understand what that terminology? I'm American, I'm American yeah. but my parents, parents are Guyanese. Guyanese so muscle, yeah. I, I do hear, hear of some of the cultural things. So are the Guyanese people black? They had that coolie uh, Indian kind of look. Coolie is a derogatory term. <laughs> <laughs> my fault, yeah, my fault. <laughs> I thought so it they are the, Indian. The good hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it is a lot different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there is racism, racial tension in Guyana that does, I guess, come over here, especially in, Schen- in Schenectady where there's a lot of Guyanese people. Mm-hmm. And I know in the early 2000s, that they made a conscious effort to, I guess, recruit Guyanese out of New York City and from Guyana and have them build businesses and buy homes and stuff in Schenectady. So, I, oh, yeah, specifically Schenectady. Specifically Schenectady. I mean, okay. I, I, I'm not sure why that is, but I, I do know a lot of Guyanese people um, moved there and lived there, and a lot of them are are ethnic Indians, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So uh, there's a racial difference. Like when you look at them, I'm sure you could tell that they're not black. Yeah, you know, and I was thinking about, I was like, but is that because they they kind of like stick to themselves? So it's like you see them in like a group or, you know what I'm saying? Like they marry each other, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you don't really see them marry. Maybe like they'll marry a Spanish. I mean, one of my dudes, he dates like a Spanish girl, but he's half Spanish and half yeah, Spanish. Yeah. So, um, it, and that was just something I was thinking about because I've never, I'm not going to say never. There was only one other time I experienced that you might remember um, when back in like high school, we were chilling with like our high school friends, and like me, you, and like a girl we were with was we're West Indian, but um, you know the other two dudes we were with they're American, and, and one of them said a joke, and the other one was like, whoa, 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 uh, you can't say that. And he turned to him and was like, you think they don't talk about us when we like <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, I, I never. That was like the first time I ever like I looked at us all as the same. Yeah, I was yeah. like, yo, if the cops come right now, we all black. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> last time I checked, but I, like that just threw me off. So I was like, you gotta let a click and know, man, because I really ain't know. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a the, cultural thing. That yeah, it, it definitely is a cultural mm-hmm. thing, but. You said your barber is is um, like north from like he's black north he's South black Carolina. American yeah 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 and he probably just recognizes the difference of how, how I don't know if it's true how true it is yeah that is the case up there that police pull over um, people that they could clearly identify as black and then if they see that they're Indian and chances are they're probably Guyanese in, in your neck of the woods that they'll let them be mm-hmm. I don't know how true it is but um, I could see how that could happen because you could see the difference yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, he was even mentioned that it alluded to like the reasoning behind it would be because they do build a lot of like houses or, or or they rent out a lot of houses and he's like like he made it seem as if it was like a corruption thing like nah don't pull them over let them rock you know what I'm saying but yeah I mean you see some cultures are more I guess cohesive than than others as as in they they stick to themselves mm-hmm. um, for good or bad that's just the case so you might see that being the case in the Hasidic communities in in Brooklyn mm-hmm. yeah um, I know what you mean okay when I went to Stony Brook there was a, lot, a large Chinese population yeah, that they they were pretty uh, cohesive so you know it, it is what it is I don't I can't explain what the whole cultural thing behind it is but that is what it is like even in Queens like in Richmond Hills or whatever it's called there's a big Guyanese community and particularly Indian in Indian Guyanese, and I, that is what it is. So, are we all black? No, <laughs> I mean, you see Sammy, so so you see like um, in, in, in <laughs> some some Hispanics that are clearly of African descent would be like, nah, I'm not black, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm yeah. Spanish or whatever. It, it, it gets funny because when we all use different terms and they you know we call each other, some people don't want to be called black, they don't want to be called African because like I'm not African or American, you know, what right? I'm saying? Right, so, right, but um, no, no, I get I get I get where that's coming from. Do you, you, you like you like, encounter any of that out here well i mean just as far as like even what you're saying as far as um people being um wanting to be recognized not necessarily as black but guyanese or you know honduran da, da, da. i found that out in college because i honestly just thought it was um 
you know, oh, I'm black. They're like, nah, yo, you look like you um, Haitian, niche. I'm like, wait, what? Because they were just trying to throw you in a, yeah, in a box, kind of? Yeah, okay. I was just like, all right. So, you know, that's when I started noticing that, um, you know, more like, more so a, a culture shock, too, with respect to, um, you know, just the different ethnic backgrounds and whatnot and seeing where everyone actually comes from. I'm like, wow, you know, like it, it was um, seen, it was prevalent in my, in my high school. I mean, we had different cultures, but mm-hmm. as far as people being like, yo, yeah, we got the Haitian Student Association. We, African, with the- we got a Suba, you yeah. know, the African student. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, yo, all right, well, fuck it. I DJ, I could DJ for all of you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, we lit, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to get this music. You're going to get this Basically. work. You know what I mean? But, um, no, nah, I mean, that's really as much as uh, it got, or as deep as it got for All me. right, yeah, you know what I'm saying? And anytime I come up with something that, I, that is like a head scratch, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to bring it to the table, and you know what I mean? If y'all might be experts on the situation, I might be able to uh, sh- shed some light on the situation Be knowledgeable, gotcha. But, like, uh, y'all, y'all hear any new music this past couple? Or has it been, like, two, three weeks since we've seen each other? Yo. I, I have, actually, uh, what I listened to? Meek Mill's album came out. Um... French Montana's album came out. How was French's to you? You guys like French? It was hard with those two albums because the Jay-Z was still like so fresh. And it was like content-wise, it wasn't obviously on the same type of level. But you got to try to view everything differently. Um, I think both of them, I'm, I'm putting both in a box, Meek and um, French. They both had a couple joints on them. And then some of it was like predictive. You know, you've heard it before. Uh, it's like predictable. You've heard it before. So it was just like, I, I like some of it. I think if your fans of them, you're gonna stick and be like, all right, you know, I like what they're doing. It's this they're feeding the the culture. Um, but I don't know if they're necessarily getting new fans with it. Meek maybe a little bit more because he's branching out. He's trying new things. He's singing on a couple tracks and doing things like that. Um, but it, I, I got to be French. How does he sound listen. singing on them tracks? Not know, bad. I Meek thought, is funny. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. What you mean? Like to have him? Like I can't really hear just because like the way he flexes his voice, it always does sound like he's yelling a uh-huh. little bit. So I can't really hear. It's not the like smooth he's not har- side. Like harmonizing, hitting good notes or anything. But he, you can tell he's he's. Got a little Trying older. different shit. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I can't knock somebody for experimenting, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And even him just getting back up, you know what I mean? He knows everybody's cracking on him, has jokes on him. Yeah. And for him to just come back out, is, it's a big step. Yeah, I was even reading when he was talking about how uh, he's like, yeah, he came off on top. Like, yo, he it was a win with him and Drake. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny because I don't know if that was the Angie interview I seen. I he, just saw the clip. What was his reasoning? He, no, I think he was high or dr- I don't know. Like he starts off saying like it wasn't a loss, and then I think like two, three minutes later, he's like, you know, I would look at it as a loss because at that time I was moving. He's like, I didn't like the way I, I ran straight to Twitter with it. He's like, I didn't like the way that I how I approached the situation. Mm. But um, he, at first he was reluctant to say it was a loss. You know, what I mean, he even later in the interview admitted that he was popping a lot of pills and drinking lean at that time, <laughs> and it wasn't really you know what I'm saying his thing. Like the most he used to do was weed. So. We can't make that an excuse, man. You can't, but if if it is the truth, I respect the honesty behind it because there's probably a lot of niggas out there. Like, I, I've seen actually a couple rappers out there trying too many drugs, and you yeah. see them playing themselves. So that's that fit in type shit. Yeah, that shit is corny. We right. off that. If you yeah, don't that fuck with right. it. You don't fuck. Like, don't. Yeah. You're not future. You're not. And I don't even believe that half of these people are doing half the shit to the extent that they say they're doing. Because me and you, you know what I'm saying? We all to for us to come here and record a podcast takes effort. You know what I'm saying? How we was getting lit and getting drunk all day. You know what I'm saying? We wouldn't be able to do everything we doing. And they in the studio dropping hits, 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 hits. So it's like, I believe them, but you know what I'm saying? I mean, functional alcoholics yeah, are yeah, incredible. Yeah, exactly. they, go, they go to work and they work in investment banks. You be some, Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Pill, pill poppers and all that but shit. But you know as, as we seen, that shit shut you down after a while. Remember when Wayne was on that shit heavy? Oh, yeah, yeah. All and then shit. remember he spazzed out on stage at his man's? <laughs> <laughs> the D, he threw the shit at the DJ and all that. <laughs> 
I see. I mean, little uh, uh, who's Two Chains has a uh, um a verse, not a verse, um a lyric saying about he tried to slow down with the lean. Um, yeah, Chance man. mentioned Zannies. He was like caught up with the Zannies a I lot. I mean, acid like, rap. Like I mean, Chance was I. <laughs> yeah, moving there. on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, and you see it, you know what I'm saying? I mean, like you can't do everything. It's like you can't. It's uh, it catches up to some niggas. Man, who else y'all been listening to? You hear anything new, Keith? Me, nothing new. You know, I was coming with old stuff. I was listening to Fantastic Man by William Onyebor. What's that? Uh, it's just like a, a little funk. This is, I think he's Nigerian, but it's from like the late seventies. Okay. The, the how I got up on it. I don't know if y'all seen the portrait commercial of that um it's the iphone commercial and they showing off the portraits and they in a barbershop yeah 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 that's, that, the, that's the music in the yeah. background okay yeah mm. so that's my joint playing that at the wedding nice yeah. um there's this new cat too you guys might appreciate his name is sonder s-o-n-d-e-r um he has an ep called into okay shit is fire one of his singles is on like too fast Okay. That shit is fire. So I've been rocking with him. Um, I actually just recently downloaded too. I had to apologize on Twitter to wow. motherfucking Pusha T. I was listening to um his old uh the album that came out in 2015. It had Retribution on it and all that. The barcode. Oh, my name is my name. I, uh, something in the story. Ah oh, man, I forgot what it was exactly. It's called um the story of. No, it's King King Push. Oh, King Push. Okay, I know yeah, the second yeah, one. The in, second the, in the dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the dark. Yeah, bedroom something. But yeah, I was like, yo, that shit was fire. I'm like, yo, I had to throw that on the it's on funny. the gym list, man. Because the way music comes out, I I remember that album. And it was, it's funny you mentioned that because I seen like I have CDs around the crib, and I came across that, and I was like, yo, I remember listening to this album like twice. And then yeah. I probably needed to make room or added something else on, and I, 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 I didn't it give it another listen. Yeah, but I was like, I didn't like that one as much as the first album. And I like that about King Push. I mean, about Pusha T is like he's not necessarily trying to make something that you're gonna. Um, He's not commercializing himself. You know, he yeah. knows what he is. He knows what his market is, and he's sticking to it. You know what I'm saying? It was it was uh, King Push, the Darkest Before Dawn. Yeah, the, the Darkest Prelude. Before Dawn. Yeah, yeah it was a good one. I like the first one a little bit better, but that one wasn't bad at all. Yeah. Um. There's also another artist called Nick Grant, who's pretty popping. Singing too. rapper. He's a rapper. He came out with um 88. Okay. He had a yo. He had a hard song um called uh, Black Sinatra that I like. I've been listening to that. Um. Still been bumping her. H-E-R. H-E-R. You checked out some her, right, Keith? Yeah. This past week? Yeah. Yeah. How is she? Yeah, that's cool, straight. What is what type of music is it? R and B. Yeah, R and B, kind of like uh, if you like SZA, you'll like her. Um, yeah, when we put it up on a podcast, we'll talk. We'll list all the music we've been talking about. Another kid, Jordan Rakes. I mean, yo, I just been getting more in touch and seeing. Um, like you know, it's kind of like the barefoot music wave. You know. Okay. So you, <laughs> so you experiment with a little yeah. with something out there. Okay. I, I just love the sound. It's just real relaxing. I'm trying to get that whole. You know what I mean? Mellow vibe going. Yeah, man. But yeah, music is great right now. Hey, I'm not mad. I'm really not mad at music. It's uh, a lot of different places you can go with people putting stuff out. You know what I'm saying? So if you're willing to give it the time and check it out, it's not. There's no shortage of music. You know what I'm saying? As as with everything, there's no shortage of uh, scandalous music stories out here with your man R. Kelly in these streets. Oh, I thought you was gonna say Usher first. Oh, Usher, you know Usher, what? You're saving the best. We'll for save life. the. Hurts. <laughs> saving the best you remind me. Your man R. Kelly. What I didn't like about this whole situation, and, and shout out to everybody out there who knows the situation, um, R. R. Kelly going, I felt like they went hard with the clickbait by saying R. Kelly's running a cult. Because what he's running is not a cult. It's, it's weird. <laughs> and it definitely has a, you know what I'm saying, a, a, a pedophilia aspect to it. I guess if all the girls are legal, but it's still like a, a wild thing to it. But not a cult, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, um, for everyone who doesn't know, it seems like R. Kelly has about, what, like five to... Ten girls that I, I heard about, it maybe more. Now, um, 
that he just has a different uh, properties he owns around the around the country. And I guess the the best term would it would be we'll call him a sex slave, I guess, so to speak. Like these girls come under the impression that he's going to help with their career, um, whatever that may be, whether it's singing or modeling or whatever. And R. Kelly's pretty much using them at, to his disposal. You know what I'm saying? When he has sex with them when he wants to have sex with them. He pays for what uh, they 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 their food, their cell phone bill. They don't have to pay rent, I guess, to live there. But they are his property, so to speak. So you know, if you heard reports like. When another male walks in the room, they got to turn their back. They walk around in sweatpants, so their um, shape of their bodies isn't you know seen by other men. They really only address R. Kelly. They don't get to talk to anybody else. It, it sounds wild. It does, but it, it also sounds like they're there by choice. Like you know what I'm saying. So it's not. Then he's not holding them there against their will. Mm. Um, how do y'all feel about it though? Keith, R. Kelly's a predator. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um. I can't say I'm not a lawyer, so I can't speak to the legality of it. But he's a pred- pred- predator, and um, I don't know it's real sad. It's unfortunate, you know what I'm saying? Especially because TP2 is fire, so <laughs> you feel bad, <laughs> feel bad for playing it on repeat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Um, we already knew this about Kells though. Back in the day, yeah, when he, yeah, you know what I mean, new, when right? he shacked up with um, Aaliyah, remember? You know what I'm saying? And she was wild young. And I, I just, I think uh, there's a level of, um, a level of maybe like integrity and morality that we should hold artists to. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, so this is my question for you guys: If you know something about an artist, and just how you mentioned TP2.com. Withholding that artist accountable for what they speak about, because it's all in R. Kelly's songs, right? What do you do? Do you stop listening to him and supporting him, or do you are you guys able to separate the artists from you know what I mean their actual personal? You know what I'm saying? Can you separate R. Kelly from Robert? Yes. You know what I'm saying as long as R., as long as R. Kelly's making hot music, but the second he's not, I'm I'm thinking about the Robert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, how Robert. It, that's how it works and if you haven't if the blueprint uh, if you haven't noticed and R. Kelly did it Chris Brown did it and Rick Ross have all done this they've learned that when something comes out about their personal life the only way to combat that is good music and R. Kelly's did it through mass production he was, not only was making his own songs he was writing songs for B2K and everybody at that time Yo, that year was bananas I've never seen an R&B star work that Yo, hard bro. everybody <laughs> sounded like R. Kelly that year it was insane <laughs> that shit was crazy Marquez Houston out there sounded just like Aura <laughs> he was giving everyone hits and probably for the low bangers too. yeah probably bangers. for the low and uh, Rick Ross had the correctional shit coming out I think that's when best music was coming out because he was like I gotta bounce back from this Chris Brown same thing you know Yo, what I'm saying yeah three times Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I think. That's what he uh, the single he put out. Right after. No, yeah, right after it, everything yeah, was yeah. happening. Yeah, because it messed up that um, the, the one thing shit he had with the double mint commercial and all that. That, right, that, right. that was a big song right there. Um, but it's, that's the, that's the way to combat it. As long as you keep going at it. Uh, Nikki tried it this past couple months ago when she was going at it with Remy, and I don't think it worked. You know what I'm saying? Like, but that's it. that shit was short lived. Yeah, and it's kind of sad, right? That they put out such fire projects. <laughs> after they controversy because they're inspired now and you feel bad but, but wow man it's it's fire <laughs> remember when kobe did what he did cheated on his wife and oh, yeah, everything yeah, yeah. he came back boy that boy's game was <laughs> my god eight, I never, 81 points <laughs> i yeah i swear and i don't feel bad saying it i think when he came back from that he was better than Jordan. Just in that, <laughs> just that time frame. Just in that time frame, that man was be. a man possessed. 
Oh boy. He couldn't go play the Nuggets and <laughs> play him out, <laughs> out there. Oh God. These dudes put out fire. But that's but it's a, I heard a boxer say it. I'm I'm mad that I don't remember his name, but he said, um, nobody's it's it's hard to wake up at five o'clock in the morning for a morning jog when you're sleeping in silk pajamas. And this the meaning of it is like when you're hungry and you're poor, you're waking up four o'clock. You know what I'm saying? You're doing two a days. But once you got that success, it's not really. So once they fall from the grace, you know what I'm saying? They not they not shining no more. They got a little controversy on them. They back at that four a.m. run. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they working hard with well, it. And what about you, Keith? Can you separate the artist from you know what I mean the, the personal, the music from the personal? Or? I don't want to, but I do. I mean, can I? Yeah, because like I said, TP two. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's just our, our culture, just in general. We just we can't think of all that dirt when we're listening to something that we truly enjoy on a visceral level and when you think about art good art quality art it really connects with you on a on a visceral level yeah, yeah. I don't know. how about you can you uh, yes or no i mean when it's too crazy like i'm not gonna when i as we get older and we really like break down the lyrics i mean my body's calling see yeah you know what I'm saying? that's like, the one thing r kelly is creepy <laughs> to look back on it, yeah, to, to look back on it because of the nature of his allegations. See, like Michael Jackson, there's you could disconnect the two more readily, yeah, yeah, because yeah, for sure. beat it don't make you well. I'm sure we can make an off the wall reference if I say to make that wild too. So. <laughs> no, but we do everything. Like, listen, I don't know these people for their personal life, so unless you were like somebody like a, a life coach to me and i'm looking at your life as an example i knew you because you were an artist i know floyd mayweather as a boxer as a great boxer and i support him as a great boxer i do not support his domestic violence stuff you know what i'm saying and nor do i feel the obligation to bring it up every time i talk about floyd mayweather he wasn't my he, he wasn't my sister's boyfriend you know what i'm saying he wasn't i didn't know him as that i knew him as a boxer yeah when it's more close when it's more close to home mm -hmm. that's when you seem to be more like uh, affected by it and actually have a, a general response or you know what I mean really care about it but you know I guess I guess it just it depends on the person right you know what I mean and and how much of an influencer they are too you know what I'm saying that's just like even when you guys talk about certain things with sports mm -hmm. and like the things that some of these gentlemen have done like I have a I have a feeling to it but I don't really watch these guys play and stuff like that I mean it's not really you know yeah so it's not really as strong or I'm not I don't want to say I'm not as sensitive to you know the situation and the people involved but i just be like ah yeah let's talk about it. all right i don't give a fuck once we're done might listen to the podcast and mm -hmm. think about it again but i'm not tied to it you know what i'm saying you know who i think is gonna have a hard time um usher because uh with his situation well he can't ever perform burn ever again <laughs> 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 Caught something on the Usher tour, you had to Yo, let it burn. Wait, were you holding on to that joke, <laughs> or did that motherfucker just pop up? Oh, that was genius! That <laughs> was genius. But, but no, but what? But with the Usher thing, because he sings love songs, so you're always gonna think about that, like dog. Every like, what's ninety nine percent of his music is loves. I think he had that one song. He he had the boxing movie. You know what I'm saying? And other than that, everything I think about is either him having sex or him uh, singing, I love this girl, I want to do this with this girl, da-da-da. And that's hard to separate because I was watching, um, he was in a Chris Brown video. He's in the uh, These Holes Ain't Loyal video, and he's with Chris Brown. They're riding up the escalator, and them girls is coming down on the escalator, and I'm like, yo, y'all lucky that Oshay oh, stopped y'all. <laughs> it could have been a bad day, man. And it's just like, wait, wait, let's let's, let's keep it real. Let's he talk about the Usher situation just for burn. all the people out there who don't know. And, 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 <laughs> 
Don't let it fool y'all. We're not making fun of nobody going through any type of um, STD or uh, sexually transmitted situation because it can happen to anybody. You out there playing lottery. I'm, I'm in the, you know what I'm saying? I'm out here in the dating pool, so I, I it's dangerous out here. Trust me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we're not making fun of nobody. Definitely um, the only way to really protect yourself is abstinence, but you know what I'm saying? Take whatever precautions you can. And this is real life. There are people out there going through what Usher might be going through. You know, he hasn't confirmed or denied it, but you know what I'm saying? That's... That's the real things that people go through, and your responsibility is to know your status and, uh, you know what I'm saying, and report it to whoever your sexual partners are. Um, with that being said, though, what exactly is the background information for anybody out there who might not know about the Usher uh, situation? What, what do you guys know um, about it? I do know that at first um, she was suing for 10 mil just re- just regularly, right? What happened? I, I, I'm not too sure. Honestly, I'm not too sure what's going on. I just seen that she upped it to 10 million because she, cause she got tested for it and it was positive. So she was suing for 10 mil at first, the young lady who had a sexual intercourse. And Usher hasn't come out and said anything about this, right? No, I haven't I haven't seen anything from him yet. That's the, that's a crazy situation because it, it could be a girl scorned, you know what I'm saying? They just want to like, like shit on your name type situation um, going on. Or it could, you know, honestly be like this girl felt done, like she got wronged. Um, but, but. There hasn't been any other girls that have come out or said anything, right? Not yet. Okay. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> how I understood it was that um, I guess there were reports that Usher paid over a million dollars to some girl who said that she was uh, infected by by Mr. Raymond. Okay. And because of those reports, another girl who slept with him unprotected, allegedly, uh, went to go and you know got herself checked. She came up positive, and then she put out suit on Usher mm. for like... You know, you mentioned 10 mil, and then she may have upped it. And a number I heard was 20 mil. So, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the skinny. I mean, it's an ugly story. I don't want to say what's true or not. Yeah. Especially with, with being uh, infected with an STI. It's a little bit interesting because you can't, you can't, if you're in, out there dating, you can't be 100% sure. Unless you're 100% sure. If they only slept with him in a certain amount of time, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got, then that's the only way you could be sure. You got to go to the doctor with a motherfucker. Like, yeah. hey, you take your test, here's my test, take the switch papers and shit like that. Like, for real. Like, it's it's crazy. But it, it, it I don't know. Like, you, you said, you really don't know. It's a, it's a lottery. You know what I'm saying? There's really no way to avoid these situations other than being honest. You know what I said? I said it maybe three three episodes ago. I think if you t- talk to somebody long enough, they're going to give you enough reasons why you should not sleep with them, whether it's them blatantly saying something or whether it's just through little like things you notice in the conversation. But it, 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 you got to talk to your sexual partners. You know what I mean? There's got to be communication going on because it, it is dangerous out there. And that's a lifetime disease. Yeah, and that's what um she was saying. The first time they actually um they did it, she didn't... He didn't say anything, but they had used protection. And the second time they ended up actually having intercourse, like, 12 days later, they didn't use protection. And, you know what I'm saying, that's when she had found out and whatnot. You can still get that with protection, right? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. if you get in contact with one of the sores, then yeah. you could transmit it in that way. Mm-hmm. But she was saying if she would have known, then she wouldn't have, you know what I'm saying, had any intercourse with uh, Mr. Raymond. Mm. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. I would have upped it, too. It, no, you. I, I mean, like you feel you're gonna feel wronged in that situation. Yeah, but like I was saying in the group chat, like I don't. If he wasn't, or if he didn't have that much, I don't think you should be able to sue him for that much. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, because yeah, if he was a regular, if a regular bum person, nigga on the street, yeah, yeah, if he, he a regular, yeah. I mean, I ain't want to say bum nigga. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but that's that's criminal though, if yeah. I'm not mistaken, because if you have have sexual intercourse without 
Was that, was that just with AIDS? I think that might be with AIDS because uh, you could die from AIDS. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, I'm not sure of the laws behind burning people, but um, no, no, you definitely could be arrested for yeah, AIDS yeah. for passing yeah, for on that, AIDS. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know if it's like, for I mean, herpes is not deadly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah so, so I'm not sure. I don't know how that will work. Yo, is it me? I don't watch that much TV. Y'all consume a little bit more, but I felt like back in the day. I seen Valtrex commercials all the fucking time up until like from like noon until seven, eight o'clock at night and even maybe later than that. And now I feel like I don't, but I don't think I watch as much TV. The one thing I see now are the HPV commercials and they direct them to younger kids because they could get them vaccinated. But I was, I, I remember when this came out, I was like, damn, this, I, I didn't think herpes was gone. You know what I'm saying? Eradicated. Yeah. But I was thinking that the other day, like, yo, you don't never, you just see them commercials all the time, bro. Like. Well, probably because Valtrex is so big, they don't need to advertise, advertise as much anymore. So yeah. sometimes you mm-hmm. see that with drugs, like before they, like now they have those Viagra Lucy's that mm-hmm. you could buy single by single, and but before that, like you barely saw a Viagra commercial because you, you know, knew the name. It was a you brand know, name. No yeah. need. You yeah. don't need advertising. You don't need salespeople. It's just Viagra. So when you think about Valtrex, they hit you hard with those that initial. Yeah, um, Valtrex was lit. Campaign. Yeah, in, in Val- between um, uncut. And all that all on the late yo, night. Like, how much <laughs> they paying for advertising? But they were making so much money as a yeah. Yeah, pharmaceutical company. They yeah. knew what to do, man. Yeah, BET Uncut, imagine. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's mad. My advertising might be cheaper at that time of night. <laughs> it was like, it was like uh, 3 in the morning. But yeah, they was they was pumping them out, bro. It was that and Extends commercials all day. I'm like, damn. Yeah, man. Going, <laughs> going ham. <laughs> nah, but we um gonna switch over to something a little, little more serious. Um, I don't know if y'all heard about this, but there was a white lady that was shot by a black cop. Um, recently, what city was that in? You guys know off the top Minnesota. of Minnesota, Minnesota, um, and that's you know obviously a change of pace from what you got going on in uh, a lot of the other communities in the world. We see the Black Lives Matter movement and things like that. Um, obviously, because the the uh, people involved are now kind of switch roles. You know, what I'm saying not only is a man shooting a woman, and but it's a black man shooting a white woman. Um, has the outrage? Been uh, to the protest level on any, uh, or is this gentleman? Um, has he been removed from his position as a cop? Do you guys know? Um, so I, I haven't heard of any big protests. Uh, he may be on administrative leave. Okay, but I'm not sure if like they've dismissed. I doubt they've they've dismissed him. I'm not sure if there are any charges. Um, and she's from Australia. She's not. She's not even like an American citizen, right? No, yeah, she's from Australia. Okay, that's great. And she, uh, from what I understand. Was the one who made the initial nine one one call? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, I think she. I think she thought that somebody was being sexually assaulted nearby or something like that. She made the call, and somehow she was shot by by one of the officers and killed. And you know the the officer was black, I believe. Body camera turned off. Body camera. Both the officers were turned off. So it was just a really fishy situation. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Um. Were they, were they also, did they mention something about her being, um, like she had mental issues or something too? Was that? Possibly. I'm I'm, I'm actually, I'm learning about the situation, right? Like, as I'm talking to you guys. But it, it, I think if anything, if we remove the racial aspect of it, because, you know, people just automatically want to turn to that. Um, well, no, they said the cop um, is immediately named and investigated. Police chief is immediately fired. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, cause it, no, she um, what was I about to say? Uh, it it shows like a, a training, I guess, deficiency in terms of uh, black, not black, uh, not I mean, in terms of just cops and how they deal with suspects. Cause why are they so easily spooked? 
You know what I mean? Like to this, to the point where it's a dangerous job. No, I'm not trying to belittle it yeah, at all. Definitely. But it's also like if I felt I don't feel I shoot I'm not even on front. I would probably shoot somebody mistakenly because I don't feel comfortable doing that job, and that's the reason I don't do that job. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like. I don't know if it's a training or are these guys just signing up for the job, not really knowing the full aspect of what they might be dealing with, or is it just the adrenaline in that moment that there's not a, there's no way to honestly train someone, you know what I'm saying, to the extent that they need to be in that moment? It, 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 I, it, I don't know. I really, I really couldn't tell. Because they don't shoot their own partners. You know what I'm saying? They don't shoot each other. So it's like well, there's got to be a certain level of training for them not to have friendly fire more often, you know what I'm saying, or things like that. So I feel like, too, um, <clears throat> Sometimes, uh, like a lot of the situations that that we did peep, they all have been, <clears throat> they've had their own circumstances. Like the um, the young man when he got shot in the car. Um, I always say his, um, Phil, Orlando, Orlando yeah. Castillo. Castillo, yeah. Like you know, I feel like every situation that we have known about has been a little different. And sometimes I feel as though not all cops are trained and equipped with you know with handling those type of situations so like emotions and whatnot flare and i'm not i'm not giving anyone the green light by all means but i'm just saying that each situation is different mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so some of these cops they're not all some of them just need to retire too yeah. you know what i'm saying and i feel like that's the biggest thing everyone wants to hold on and feel like you know like the world has changed so so certain training should be implicated now that you know the times have changed as well too you know like mm-hmm. You black men. I mean, people carry. People have permits to carry. You know what I'm saying? I just, I don't know. I, I it makes me upset in a way because it's like, yo, you know, how many times before you know <laughs> we pretty much end up getting like wiped out before um people really pay attention. Yeah, and, and 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 switch up and really level up and and become more knowledgeable and not. I mean, and and now I see that there are instances where there are um, people have been posting a lot of things with different cops. Um, cops have been called to different neighborhoods and they're they're making videos where they're playing with the the people in the neighborhood. And I mean, we're I, yeah. So I'm like, yo, like, what's the deal? You know, what I'm saying it don't matter how much shit you put up when when these cops is out here fucking playing. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, too many lives have been lost, especially people who look like us, who sound like us. You know what I'm saying? Like it's fucked up. You know, I think um, there's like a, a a feeling that cops kind of support each other when these situations happen, especially uh, you know when the, uh, the victims are black. Uh, individual so I think the question is are the police force going to show support to this cop being that he is a black cop and being that it was a white victim um, is, is he going to have the same uh, like outline support because they, they, they go hard for each other They, you know what I'm saying Yeah, I think this is just a, a, a it's hard to peel race too far away from issues like this especially when it comes to policing and shooting people and stuff like that stuff like that because now like you said the, the cop was black the victim was white and you don't hear so it's in a weird place because you don't hear a lot of outrage from the black community yeah exactly and then you know blue lives matters in in a weird spot because they're very conservative on the right trump favoring kind of group mm-hmm. and the victim was white so you know they're in a, a interesting situ- interesting position you know what i'm saying so I think the type of outrage that we're used to seeing isn't going to be there. I think people are still trying to figure out what to make of this. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah, because it's not like yo, I'm just gonna, I'm just because what I think happens in these situations is you might have a cop as an uncle, 
and you like, yo, I'm down with, I think the cops are right on it. You, have you ever talked to someone who like their family member might be a cop? You try to talk to them about police brutality. They'll defend it because that's, yeah, yeah. that's it's close to home. You know what I'm saying? And whereas an, or someone else, you might not have a cop in the family. You might look feel like you look like the victim. Now you're jumping on that side automatically. You know what I'm saying? With this one, it's kind of like, oh, <laughs> yeah. who, who do we team up with? You know what I'm saying? But it makes you think. And it makes you really, why are you choosing those sides? You know what I'm saying? Why Maybe more of a, uh, a thought process should go into the decision of even, maybe not even choosing sides, just taking the facts for what they are. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. and that's what we should do is take the facts mm-hmm. for what they are and then and then go from there. But, you know. Things get confused. They get, mm-hmm. yeah. and and you you see it a little in the um Colin Kaepernick situation. Just to pivot right here a little bit, because he, because what I hear happening with him, I've never heard him say Black Lives Matter or anything like that. So I don't know if that's necessarily the movement he's down with. But um, Colin Kaepernick's having a very hard time right now finding a job in the NFL. Um, and most people contribute that to the fact that he took a knee on the sideline uh, during a couple preseason and I think regular season games last year. Um. Now there's a couple issues with that. He 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 definitely made it clear that um he was doing it in retaliation, I guess, or response to the police brutality that was going on uh throughout the country, and a lot of black men were getting shot uh throughout the summer, or and he felt you know that a lot were ha- was happening, um and that was his way of doing it. So now what the what the perception of it is is he's being punished. He's kind of being blackballed because you did something we didn't like. Um, even to the extent that the Giants owner has come out and said, which I don't believe, that he's received a lot of letters of people saying if they were to sign Colin Kaepernick, they would not come to the game. I believe he maybe got one or two. I don't think he got a lot. But even so, to that to the point, um, he's the only owner that really came out, outspoken, and said something about it. Everybody else is kind of like, hush, hush. You know what I'm saying? We think Colin's a great guy, but not for our team. Um, then you look at his skill level, and you look at the skill level of quarterbacks that have got hired in the last – because at this point, if you don't have a starting quarterback, you don't have a season. You know what I'm saying? So in the past couple of months, people are kind of picking up backup quarterbacks just in case their quarterback goes down. And you see these dudes who are they couldn't then they couldn't you know be on the field with Colin Kaepernick even in his last season. He didn't have the greatest season, but they, their stats weren't compared to his stats. You know what I mean? And he was on a shitty team. Um, so the question is really, is he being punished, or is it something that 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 he did wrong? Um, also, you got to keep in mind that a lot of people don't mention this, and even Nish alluded to this, where sometimes people will talk about sports things and not know the full aspect um, of it. People got to keep in mind that in March of this year, Colin Kaepernick was under contract with the 49ers and decided to opt out of his contract. You have a player's option. And so basically he kind of gambled on his ability to get picked up by another team. He's like, yo, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to take my chances out there on the free agency market. So this was before, this was this before? The stunt? This was no, no, this is right? after. He this he did that at the beginning of last season, so oh, okay, you got to say okay, September yeah, yeah, yeah. of last year. And in March of this year, he they, they were like, all right, well, you have the option. You have a player's option. You can re-sign with us or you can um you know try your luck on the free market and get, see if you get um free agency and see if you get picked up. Um, And that's where he's stuck right now. No Nobody's picking him up. But you do got to keep in mind that he did have a contract and decided to gamble on himself. So when people say that he he's being blackballed, he kind of put himself in that situation. Because he opted, like you, you, the question you asked, he opted out of that contract after he knew already the backlash and the stuff that he was receiving. Um, he just took a gamble on his own skill level. So um, your question is, uh, do we feel he's being blackballed? or? Yeah, well, just how you feel about the situation at all. Because he didn't do, but also, you got to keep in mind in context, the NFL has let some gentlemen back in, the, you know, to get suspended when they get legal troubles, but they've accepted gentlemen with open arms who have done horrific crimes. Yeah. Killing people, uh, domestic violence, killing dogs. Every, you know what I'm saying? The, the, the drunk driving and killing somebody, you know what I'm saying? It's like, so there's things that have happened and people have bounced back from. So, do you feel that Colin Kaepernick's being blackballed? 
I think so for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, the NFL is is a, a bit of a like a conservative kind of league. You know, they're trying to be this all American league, and you know, have their military day and and all this type of stuff. And um, he's definitely being blackballed because he runs counter to what the NFL is trying to do as far as its place and culture. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying they're trying to be the the American flag league that that kind of place where middle america could go watch it on television or go to the bar or the pub or come down to a game in green bay wisconsin so yeah he's definitely being blackballed because that's just not what they want image wise for the league now he's asking for 10 million dollars and it he, he one thing he hasn't done he has not come out and say one i'm interested in playing in the league but i'm going to assume that he is interested because he's showing up for tryout not tryouts but he's showing up for workouts um with different teams that get looked at so obviously he has an interest in it um i think more so where i'm at with it is how come he's not coming down off his asking price you know he's not he's not willing to give up certain things you know what i'm saying and with i'll let me actually i'll let niche talk about it how do you feel about what he what he's done well i feel like uh he definitely is being blackballed too i mean even how you you know you you pretty much laid it all out in the line mm-hmm. too. Even just saying like there's been other situations, other scenarios where you know they've allowed people to come back. But I feel like with the way the political climate is right now too, and how you know we're so divided. You know what I mean? The the, the country is just we're fucked up right now. Mm-hmm. Like if you really take a look at it, we're we're fucked up from the highs to the low. So um, with that being said. Anytime you get ready to take a stand on something that's so powerful emotionally with like, you know, with people um, and, it, and it was something that I feel as though more athletes and more more entertainers should take a step on, you know, what I'm saying or a knee on, you know, for that uh, for that matter. But it's like he decided to do it and he he had to know what was going to come with it. And, you know, it's sad. His league is weird because. Um his league is, is is different in the respect that they don't have guaranteed contracts. So it's not like LeBron, as you see right now, Kyrie Irving's walking into Dan Gilbert's office demanding a trade with two years left on his contract. You know what I'm saying? They don't have that option in football. You go in there, Jamie Collins got shipped to Cleveland Browns because he wanted more money. You know what I'm saying? He was a great player. So it's just like they don't have to respect you. They they You're expendable. Um, That's why you don't see more of it happening in that league. Um, Now, my thing with Colin Kaepernick, right, he – Went for whether he planned this out or not, no one really knows because it wasn't like he said it in July that he was going to plan on doing this come September. So, actually, he was doing it for two weeks before anybody even really noticed he was doing it. And you, you're going to kneel during the uh, national anthem. So, what that did was allow a lot of room for interpretation because he never really, until he was asked about it, he didn't come out and say what he was doing. People didn't know if he was being disrespectful, if he was busy during his um not busy, but you know, just distracted during the pregame or whatever. Maybe he was getting in mind and focus. People couldn't tell. So they didn't know what was going on. So now you left something up to interpretation. But let's say you did plan this out. Let's say you didn't know what you were gonna do. By going for the American flag and saying, I'm gonna kneel during the American flag, I felt like you were doing what you felt was gonna get the most reaction out of older white men. Cause that's who I felt was gonna be like most offended by it. Now you got to remember you work in a league ran by older white men. So you got to had like had to not necessarily know that this was coming, but you had to expect that there was going to be some kind of back. Cause that's the point of the protest. You were non nonviolent protest. You wasn't making an issue. You wasn't disturbing anybody, but it was made to offend, to bring attention to the situation, which it, I think success was given to it. Now the question that it begs to ask is, was your focus on getting a message out and being an activist 
or is your focus on being a football player? And that's gives the NFL teams a convenient out because now they can always be like, where's your focus at? You know what I'm saying? I don't know if he meant to offend as much as to provoke. Yeah, you know yeah. What I'm saying? That's probably Which, a better word for it. Yeah, so you could you can do one without the other, though often they they kind of overlap those two feelings. Yeah. They overlap in people. Um I just think he just went for it. He felt strongly about a political issue, and he just went for it. I'm, I'm pretty sure he knows what was at stake. Mm-hmm. He probably didn't know the full extent of it, but he probably had an idea that they could have literally just cut him if they wanted to, like immediately. But mm-hmm. it was too too much of a hot topic, and San Francisco probably wanted to, but they probably realized they they were in a tough place and that the they worst have, they didn't it, have options like that in terms of quarterback and backup. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. cut him like that. Yeah. So. Um, I think he's right for not bringing down his price. Would I do it? And I'd probably bring down my price, but that's like a personal choice. Yeah. I think that he's just not budging on certain things. He's not going to devalue himself, and um, he's not going to back down from a from a, a issue that he feels strongly about. He's putting his money where his mouth is, putting making a lot of donations, uh, putting boots on the ground in places that need it. So, um, and to to your point of not conforming. Um, former NFL player Mike Vick actually came out like two weeks ago and made a comment uh, basically to the extent of if Colin, if he was Colin or if Colin was a son, he would tell him the first thing he needs to do is to cut his hair. And that got huge outrage across black Twitter and and, and everywhere, to be honest with you, sports channels and everything, because um, why would you tell him to do that? You know what I'm saying? Um, now, there's two ways of looking at it. Um, the NFL, if you understand the inner workings of the NFL, you know what I'm saying? Like, like you know, you just ex- said, Keith, like I just said, you would be like, well, that might make sense because, you know, you're saying you're, you're trying to impress older white men. You know what I'm saying? Like, these coaches are having them come in for tryouts. Obviously, a coach's best interest is to have the best players on the field that are winning. So when these decisions are coming down to sign lesser players, it might be from up above. It might be the owners coming down and saying that because um, they don't want to lose money. They don't want it to be a, a media circus when they uh, – go to training camp, they want to be able to have things, nothing but good press. So it's just like, you you kind of got to make, you you, you kind of got to, uh, uh, I guess it, it depends what you really want. If you really want to be in the league, then quote unquote, do what you think is going to give you your best chances of being back in the league. I don't think the haircutting is an issue. I don't think it was, nobody's looking at his afro and saying anything like that. But there's certain things you might have to, you know what I'm saying, come back on. Now, he's made a good amount of money, you know what I'm saying, compared to me and you, maybe not compared to professional athletes, but he might just be looking at it like, if I don't get back in the league, I don't get back in the league. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I'm not switching up on anything. But um, I do understand where Mike Vick was coming from. I think he just said it in the wrong forum. He said on national TV. He left it. Um, same thing with Collins' the, Collins protest. He left it too much to interpretation. First time Collins was a protest, and people was like, yo, you anti-military? You know what I'm saying? Like, he even came out and said it was about police brutality, but they keep going back to this military thing. He even went from taking a seat to taking a knee. But to this day, people are going to be like, you're disrespecting the military. You know what I'm saying? Because that's how they take attention away from his actual issue. You know what I'm saying? And with Mike Vick, everyone ran to the hair thing rather than, I guess, the bigger point saying, yo, if you want to get back in their league. They're not trying to get back in your league. You know what I'm saying? So you might have to make certain allowances, which right or wrong, that was how Mike Vick felt at the time. And I think his, his biggest mistake was saying it on national TV. But I'll let y'all talk on that. Yeah, I see where Mike Vick is coming from. I just think that we're in a day of a, a a day and age where people are woke. They, you know, we have this word woke, mm-hmm. woke bay, and all these different iterations of the word. Pretty much saying that people are more conscious 
of what's going on culturally. So this whole thing of having to conform all the time is really tiring. You know, any black person, especially a black man, they there's a certain pressure you just live with that, you know, if you want to get into corporate America, you want to get into certain rungs of uh, society that you have to conform and lose your quote-unquote blackness and dress a certain way and all that stuff. It's kind of like why can't – and talk a certain way. It's kind of like why can't you just be black and be able to mix with certain circles? So Colin Kaepernick, you know, he's a black man. He has braids. Sometimes he wears an afro. Why can't he just have that and just, you know, be that way? When you look at some some athletes, some coaches – they have long hair. Some some white coaches and athletes and all this stuff. They have long hair. No one says cut your hair so you can be you can fit in. I'm, I'm told, not not told, but I've heard that they actually do. Not what? not necessarily the NFL, but their agents will will say things like that. Clay Matthews has been told that before. He's wants to keep it because he feels like it's a defiant thing. But I, I, he's been told. And I don't know if it's true or false. That's just what I heard. You know, what I'm saying he's been told he'd be more the same way they tell someone with dreadlocks the same thing. You'd be more marketable. Um, like that, I, I think that's just, you know what I'm saying? But it, but you don't think it would happen as much, nor do I think it happens. I think it happens more to the black athletes. Yeah, yeah. And, well, for instance, the N- NYPD lets, lets uh, dudes wear locks now. Okay, is that new? I think it's, it's relatively new. I'm not sure exactly when I was instituted, but it's relatively new, like probably within the last decade or something like that. And that's a big deal. So people could keep their, you know, Something that's unique to their race, you know what I'm saying? Cultural identity. Yeah. How do you feel about it, Mike Vick telling Colin Kaepernick you should cut off the app? Fuck Mike Vick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, that's how, I mean, yo, but that's the thing too, like that unity, you know what I'm saying? Like and sometimes I feel like people fly off the handle because like he has gone through um a lot of criticism with like, you know, his whole legalities and shit like that with the dogs and whatnot but it's like yo like come on like for me to me mike vick is like yo like your ass should be kneeling too you know what i'm saying we supported your ass you know what i'm saying and not for nothing like he's rooting for us mm-hmm. so i don't i don't really i think I'm, i think it was a unity thing it wasn't a black unity thing it was a nfl unity thing and he was like if you want to get back into this fraternity he looked at it more like i'm talking to you as an nfl fraternity brother rather than a brother and but no, being a black we, man, yeah, exactly. Being a black man, and you're still playing for these motherfuckers who didn't give a fuck about you. You know what I'm saying? You still could have some. You know what? My thing is too. I feel like a lot of things can be said in private, right? That's you what, know what I'm saying. Think, yeah, pull them aside. So it's like, yo, like I could feel however. You know what I mean? But in front of these motherfuckers, we gonna play nice, and I'm gonna say some shit. You know what I'm saying? And that's unfortunately that's how you have to play sometimes, right? You know what I mean? But at the end of the day. Telling him to cut his hair. Come on, dogs. Like, what did that really do? You know what I mean? That made that made the black community. I seen mad people outraged. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, they ain't fucking with Mike Vick. And they didn't even care about Mike Vick or Colin yeah. Kaepernick or anything like that I, before that. But that be me. I don't give a fuck about this shit like that. But I, <laughs> but I do because it's like, yo, like you know what I mean? Being a black woman, like, come on. I think when if you if you're a I could speak as a black man, if you're educated or you work in corporate America, or something like that, you always have a black mentor or a black elder come up to you and be like, you know, to make it in here, you got to make sure you mm-hmm. dress real nice and make sure you're not – different versions of don't be threatening. Don't, don't sag, raise don't your Don't let voice. your pants sag. Yeah. Don't let mm-hmm. your pants sag or, you know. Don't you, be black. Yeah. Well, more not or black, less, but yeah. you know what I mean, saying? more or less, depending on how you interpret it, like things like that, like 
speak properly or or what or write emails this way. Make sure you don't come off aggressive. Don't ever come close to aggressive. Be very uh, meek. Don't bring when attention you're, when you're to yourself. yourself. Yeah, yeah. So that way, yeah. Um, I think that's where Mike Vick was coming from when you think of the NFL as an organization. Him saying, "Hey, tone your blackness down, mm-hmm. Colin Kaepernick." It's just, and I see where he's coming from because Pete, he, Mike Vick's not the only one who thinks that way, and mm-hmm. it's not even necessarily uh, restricted to the NFL. It's just in every level of yeah. uh, life. Sec- of life. Yeah, there's, for black people, there's some yeah, yeah. there's some person that thinks that that's the key to success, yeah. and. You know, and what's real too is that I feel as though Mike Vick didn't. It's not like it's just him. You know what I'm saying? Like even how you said he's speaking for a, a like a big. You know what I'm saying? A big group of people. Like you know what I'm saying? It's not like it's just um, his own individual feeling. Like you said, like you know this that pro- that shit probably coming from like elders and you know what I'm saying like from all walks of different careers and different professionalism. Like how you said like. You do have these, you know, our our black mentors or like who try to like school you on game and whatnot and how you should act. Like it just it is what it is. But I just think the way he went about it was like to me distasteful. Yeah, you know it was what I'm distasteful. Saying? And then also I take into account that he was arrested and PR was horrific for him, so he had to Word. really tuck his tail between his leg and tone his blackness way, way, way down, way, way yeah. down. Yeah, um, to get back into the. I don't. I don't even want to call it good graces to just be an acceptable graces to the NFL and you know the public. Yeah. Well, and I think what you got to remember though, um, people are quick to just jump on people, and I'm I'm always looking at it from the other side. Mike Vick and the elders that Keith had mentioned earlier. I don't think they necessarily mean harm, and they're not trying to tell you to tap dance or mass or do something that you that you wouldn't do. Um, I think more so where they're coming from it is they understand how we are looked at from the outside and. I think they're just trying to give their perspective, whether right or wrong. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're just trying to give you what they think is the best advice for survival. Now, like I said, I, I wouldn't have gone that route. I don't see it, but I understand where it comes from because, like, my job has different races. I got white people and black people, and I could kick it with anybody. I really don't, you know what I'm saying, Hispanic. I, I rock with everybody. But um, there's a dude at my job. He he talks mad loud. He's a black dude, you know what I'm saying? And it's like a self-awareness thing. I know that sometimes when I'm having a conversation with him that people over there might look at it as if we're having an argument. And I'm like, you know, it might seem like an argument from far away just because you don't understand how we're talking. And I know it's just a regular conversation. And it's funny because sometimes he'll have the most insightful conversation, but it's just like every other word is the N-word. Every other word is kind of comes across aggressive. But it, it, I just understand it because I've been around that culture. I know he doesn't mean anything by it, but from the outside looking in, it might come across as if we're having an argument. You know what I'm saying? And, and we literally be on the same page. So I I'm have enough self-awareness of my culture to understand that that can be misinterpreted. Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? I don't think it's a bad thing. It's it's who we are. Will his survival in the workplace be enhanced maybe if he talked a little differently? There's only one way to tell, you know what I'm saying, if, and that's for him to change the way he talks. But he, he's thriving now, you know what I'm saying? He's gainfully employed, so it got him to this point being, being the way that he is. Yo, it's interesting too, just even on the other side. I mean, you know, excuse me, how we were saying, um, having those elders or those mentors or just those people you know, that are, are present who look like you at the job trying to throw a little advice at you. That, to me, that also can be, it's not necessarily for you, it's for them. You know what I mean? Because uh, they... Wish they had someone. Yeah, I mean, them wanting to school someone, but at the same time, too, they don't want any attention to themselves. Because think about it, like, 
Even though I was watching like a, a episode of uh, Insecure in the first season, and uh, I forgot uh, uh, Issa Rae, Issa Rae, her uh, her friend or whatever. I forgot her friend's name. You know what I'm saying? The one with the broken pussy. Like, <laughs> so I forgot her actual name. But she had someone that was hired, and you know, it's like they pretty much gave her like you know, it's like she was like over her because necessarily like like she's good at the firm and what what she does, but. You know what I mean? It's like, yo, over her, like she yeah, she, yeah, supervisor in a way. I don't know if she was like a secretary or whatever, but you know what I mean? Like she would be a little loud and shit like oh, that. Okay. And she's like, yo, you know what I mean? Like the way you got to, you know what I'm saying? Da, 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 da. But it's like, yo, the, the job gave her a responsibility. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. She like, yo, because she's herself. black. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? She don't want to really deal with that shit. That's, you know what I'm saying? That's what happens to black but, people in the workplace. Yeah. Yo, and it's like, yo, we get all these fucking stereotypes too. Like, yo, we're loud. You know what I'm saying? Some of us are. are. Like, you know what I mean? Some of us are. But then it's like, yo, we're, we're fucking late, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, some oh, black people are late and we're loud. Like, yo, black people time, color people time. Yeah. Like, But these are, to me, just like stigmas too. Like, it's just, it's, it doesn't, it's a blanket, you know what I mean? But that, that we're not covered all by that that same blanket, exactly. you know what I'm saying? And so that's the, it's that's the yeah, it's, it's, it's dangerous, you know what I'm saying? And at the same time too, like, that's why I feel like with, with advice, you know what I'm saying, or with anything, you got to take what you can, take what you want. And apply, you know what I mean. Don't take everything, you know what I mean. We take different shit. Yo, Keith, I like your glasses. I'm gonna tell those you that shit. Those yeah, are pretty good. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, like that shit hard. Yeah, yeah, that shit is. They're from uh, Zenny.com. Is that yeah. tortoise show? Yeah, this is tortoise show. Oh, that ass. <laughs> yeah. All right. That gives us a nice little transition, though, with the with the Instagram reference, not Instagram, with the insecure reference that you made uh, just now to talk about, like, what's going on in, in Black Hollywood? Is there like a little resurgence going on? Because yeah, I feel like there's there's no shortage of material shit to watch. Yo, you know what it's I mean? it's fucking fire. But you guys were just talking about how with the Carmichael show, that shit's about to get. This is his um, final season. Yeah. They, so it went. This is the third season. Yeah. Did did anyone say why or just like I skimmed money a, thing a quick or? article. It was something with Jared Carmichael. Um, whatever his negotiations with NBC or he just they couldn't find an agreement yeah, or he, he opted out, to opt out yeah. of, you know something along those lines with Jerry Carmichael so probably wanted more money maybe or they mentioned in the article I read that there was a mass shooting episode but they, that episode got postponed two weeks because there was an actual ma- that congressional mass shooting that they had at the baseball right. thing so they, they didn't air it on, on the night it was originally supposed to air it and Car- uh, Jared didn't like that so I don't know if it's just he felt creative control, maybe, or, or money. Who knows what it was, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. it, was, it was a good show. I liked yeah. it. Uh, everyone I know likes it. Personally, I think we might see it again, maybe like off of a different network or something like That's that. Netflix yeah, I'm always wondering why, that, why that doesn't happen more yeah. often, though. Like, I remember the Mindy show is like a big one, and, and the rest of development did it with Netflix. Um, but I was like, yo, a lot of shows just don't work or they get canceled. Like, uh, Jalen Rose had a pilot. And I was like, yo, it was cool. It was, you know, it wasn't incredibly funny. I was on the floor laughing, but I was like, this could be a show. You know, if, yeah. if Fuller House is on Netflix, this could be on Netflix. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, I don't, maybe Netflix is put, you know, because I know they have a big budget, but they're involved in so many projects. You know what I'm saying? They've been so, spending a lot of cash. Exactly. Though. So, <laughs> you know, they can't put everyone on, but it's like, yo, this, and then with this, that Go 90 network, there's like so many like things out there that people could just, Cause they, I seen some type of show on there, um, like a Shark Tank related type of show. Hey, what is Go Ninety? It's like a, a, pl- a app, but it's um, it has just different programming on it. Like they had this show, it had uh, Rob Gronkowski, I forget Antonio Brown, and like two other uh, athletes on it. But it was like a Shark Tank type of show, so people were showing the products and things like that. And it was like it airs on Go Ninety, so it, it's I think and I think users can upload content to it as well, if I'm not mistaken about it. So yeah, no, I could, but. 
I could definitely see because let me tell you with the um I follow Lenny S mm-hmm. and he you know rocks out with um Hove so I follow him on Snap mm-hmm. and I saw that they were at uh Jared's um I think he had like a birthday party or something like that okay. and I'm like oh he with the right motherfuckers <laughs> he with the <laughs> right like you know what I'm saying yeah so and honestly I would even like to see him um with the film. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I think that shit. I'm probably where he's going with it. I, I don't think he's just, you know. Yeah, I, you know, I definitely. He probably just wants more creative. Yeah, just putting that energy out there, yeah. Like, I, I definitely. I like, like, you guys put me up on the Carmichael show. I like that shit. Keith was put me up on Ballers. I fucking finished that. I'm tight because now. <laughs> I, yo, well, it's I, the ter- third season now, so yeah, episode so one just here. I don't know about you guys, but I'm the type of, like, like I like to binge watch when I want to. So like for me, like when the new season is out, Slow down I'm covering way, right? my ears yeah. and shit. Like fuck all y'all. Like you know what I mean, it's very millennial of you to just wait to I'll, binge. I like no, no. I, I'd rather binge it too. I'm, I'm the same way. Like because like I'm on season one of Power, and it's like yo, I got mad episodes. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you popping right yeah, now? Yeah. But but I have to. But I, just, I have to duck and dodge because everyone just wants to mention something. Oh, Tommy did it and, and Ghost did. It. I'm like, yeah, shut the fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> Nigga, that's your fault for not. <laughs> no, I, I, I've been slow motion with Power. I've been watching like. I've started that maybe when my kid's mom was still living, so it's like maybe almost two years now, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's it's hard. I, that, that's the thing I do like, you know, um, one thing I notice is that all these networks, they have their own apps, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So you can really watch the shit when you want. Remember before, you had to wait, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You had to wait until they, yeah, either that or remember even before they had the demand, you had to wait until like the season finale and maybe like the two days before they'll run the a whole, whole fucking season. Like a marathon? <laughs> Yeah. You gotta branch out a whole day for it. Yo, see, people don't understand. Like, and that that that's the difference with this generation, like being so like ready to motherfucking have everything that they want at that moment. And if not, you know what I'm saying, they get attitudes. They and move I'm, a, on to the next I'm about to vent right yeah. now. Cause being a DJ and you get these motherfuckers that come in and want to hear their song right then and there and all that shit. Yo, you know what I mean? We ain't jukeboxes, homie. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I guarantee you've been listening to this shit all day. <laughs> I'm not about to play wild thoughts. You know what I'm saying? Like, you heard this shit all day. And you know like, they're gonna want it again, too. Yeah, play yo, it again. <laughs> yo, I, I missed it. I missed Nah, fuck that. We ain't listening to that shit. Now I didn't hear nothing. I hear that a lot that this generation, that the instant gratification affects other things. Like, they don't want the work ethic isn't the same. Yeah. Because they're like, yo, I'm putting in work. I've been working. Like, we're eight months deep into this podcast. We're growing. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, but there's Thank been. Thank you. Yeah, Word. thank y'all out there. You want supporting the podcast and growing with us. But there's been points in this where we, we like, yo, this, that Instagram ain't moving at all. You know what I'm saying? Or yo, these listeners ain't moving. You know what I mean? Because that's the grind of it. We're eight months into it. You know, what I'm I didn't. I wasn't planning on doing this for eight like eight months and stopping. I didn't even know it was eight months. But one thing I can say that I do like about us and like others is that like yo like. I've, I've always learned that, you know what I mean? We come from the slow cook generation, you know what I'm saying? That nice slow boy, like, you know what I mean? We know that slow bubble is, is the way to go, you know what I mean? It lasts longer, too, mm-hmm. so it's like, yo, you know. Fan loyalty, do you, yeah. do you know that those people really rock with you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's that, you know what I mean, that grassroots joint, so. And you see that now with the TV shows, we're switching back to Black Hollywood, do you see that now that there's like an Instagram, not, I keep going to Instagram, insecure, like, like hive out there, like the yeah. motherfuckers is hyped about oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like She's lit. that loyalty for the power, them like the, you know what I'm saying, motherfuckers that fuck with power every Sunday. Like is they out there for real, like and they have them. They, you know what I'm saying. You have that loyalty to people because highly engaged, They're yeah, super exactly. duper engaged. Um, when I was suggesting, when I suggested ballers to you, niche, I was telling you it's a it's a decent show, but it don't got that. It don't connect with me like Insecure does yeah. when you're just watching like. Um, black people in their late twenties, early thirties, just doing their thing. Mm-hmm. 
You know, your so. bowls is fun with like an entourage. Yeah, if you like, fun. yeah, you like fast cars, pretty yeah. girls, and, yeah. and 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 you know, what I'm saying people living that Miami lifestyle. It's a cool show to watch, and it's a good storyline. Dwayne Johnson does this thing on there. Like I, didn't, I had no idea he was that good of an actor. You know, I knew him as The Rock. You know, what I'm saying I know he was the man on as The Rock. But yeah, man, yeah and, I, and that's what I like too. Like how you said, um, that is the one thing that I do appreciate about having different shows is that like how we were talking in the group chat. Like yo, I don't, when I hit you, I was like, yo, I don't really want to do that type of thinking. You got anything else for me? To really? <laughs> <laughs> it sounded you know like he was I mean? hating on boys. He yeah. even said it. He's like, I'm not hating on it. It's just, it's just don't, like, yo, there's other shows out there that. Oh, uh, Atlanta's cool. I got. I'm like halfway through that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Taking his time with it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just loving black television nowadays. We, we mentioned Carmichael's show. You mentioned Atlanta. Um, Insecure. Uh, I just love what's going on right now in black TV. Mm-hmm. And and it looks like they're building a little bit of, of a, a network of sorts. Like Lil Rel from the Carmichael show was on the season premiere of. Um, Insecure. Okay. So was Regina Hall. She was on the season premiere of Insecure. Regina Hall and Tiffany Haddish are in that movie Girls Trip. Yep. Yeah, it was, so it was pretty just, cool yeah. to see that shit. You seen it? Yeah. It's a good movie? I mean, you know what? I'm going to keep it completely honest with you. Uh-oh. Uh, I had a couple <laughs> drinks. I fell asleep like the first 25 minutes. I can't, yo, I, yo, let me tell you. <laughs> yo, yo. Because <laughs> the thing about it is like, for y'all, I mean, we work a lot, right? So it's like for me, we went to go to the nine o'clock joint. So it's like I had we we ate before we had the hibachi joint. Then we went there, and I'm like, yo, yo, it, it, once my body sits and relax, <laughs> it's a wrap for me. And I was already tired, but I mean, for what I did watch, it was pretty cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, I respect your honesty. You could have came here and lied about it, but like, nah, <laughs> hell nah. Cool. You know what I'm saying? It was it was it was cool for what it was. But back to what you were saying, it's this. It's beautiful what's happening in Black Hollywood. You know what I mean, and and it's important for us to see us. You know what I'm saying, and for just for people to even see, like, yo, you know, there's there's different types of shows that we can produce, not just the whole Tyler Perry motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? The drug dealer. I, I love Power. Uh, I heard Snowfall is pretty good, but I really love the fact that there's a Carmichael show out there that yeah, shows a family Carm- aspect. Yeah. Insecure sounds like I haven't watched it yet, but it sounds like she's not selling drugs, obviously. No, <laughs> so she, it's just like she's. She's winning right now. Yeah. I love I love her energy, yo. I love her energy. I love her realness. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think her shit is ill. You guys fuck with Queen Sugar? That's, That's the, the Oprah Oprah channel. Yeah. I heard that's really good. Yo, Queen Sugar is pretty dope too. What's you the know slavery what show? Railroad? Under- underground. Underground. underground yeah. Haven't tapped into that just because I'm not really into the slavery era yeah, type of TV shows. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, yo, taxi. I ain't, yeah, <laughs> really ain't. Um, like you go. You can only hate people for so long. <laughs> <laughs> what about um? What's the other show? There's Queen Sugar. Then there's um. Well, I can't really Does say Tyler that. Perry make, he makes everything on that channel, right? Who, who the fuck knows Tyler Perry? <laughs> um, you guys, uh, I, I don't know if it's necessarily black, but Shots Fired. I mean, we have two leading black actors with Sanai and the other homie. Yeah, you guys watch that yet? Yo, fuck with Shots Fired. I mean, it's only season one. They're talking about not bringing it back for the second season. Um, but season one, I mean, it's really dope to see like. Us in some leading roles. That's yo. cool, yeah. Even like I, I don't bang with Empire anymore, but when I was into it, it was a cool show for what it was. That's all I was gonna say. Like Fox, little when they Fox try to get serious with dramas, it's like because they got the cable networks making these shows, motherfuckers cursing, having sex, and all that shit. It's like it's hard for them to compete. You know what I'm saying? So and HBO is ill. Yeah, so and and, like, and and it's, I'm glad that there's something like that out there for people to yeah. like. Like Power literally has a sex scene in every episode, and I'm like I ain't mad at it. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I'm, I'm still in the first season, yeah. but it's like. 
I I I I appreciate it actually because they can do it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They're not like limited to like the networks type of stuff. Lala, you know what I'm Lala been uh, <laughs> Lala been showing nah, the nana. Nah. She shows it, uh, her breasts a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone, everyone does the show. It's, uh, I mean, it's like a she breast, contract. It was ass. It was, she was she was lit. That's gangster. They're gonna show like full penetration next season. <laughs> 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 it's gonna go overboard. <laughs> <laughs> but what I like about the shows, particularly Carmichael's show, um, Atlanta and Insecure, is that they're just showing the black experience. Just beyond there being lots of black actors, it's just a black experience. Even the stuff that we aren't proud of, for instance, like homophobia mm-hmm. or um, you know, being very conservative on the low. Well, it's just stuff like that. At least creative a dialogue about it, at least. Yeah, you it know? creates a dialogue. The rape culture episode that we were talking about, yeah. Yeah, the rape, the rape culture episode. Um, they had an episode uh, on Atlanta where the dude was a trans, like transracial. He's like transitioning to being a white guy. He's a black guy transitioning. To being <laughs> I haven't gotten that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they did a whole like background, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That shit was ill. That shit was ill. Yeah, I like that shit. It's important too. I think even what we're doing with the podcast here to like show a different side, you know what I'm saying? Like, we like to, you could, we could talk about hip-hop, we could talk about sports, we could talk about political shit. It's like, sometimes even to put a podcast in a category, I'm like stuck, because I'm like, damn, we go all over the place sometimes, you know what I'm saying? But it's it's good to show that, you know what I'm saying? People need to know, we're, you know what I'm saying? We're not one thing. Man, sometimes, you know, it's kind of like, uh, there could be so much shit happening in the world, but, you know, we still have our own shit happening in our world, so sometimes we might just want to talk about that shit. Exactly, you know what I mean? Yeah. And we have the freedom to do it, you know what I mean? So shout out to y'all. Shout out to everybody out there supporting uh, the podcast, growing with us, rocking with us. We do appreciate the love. Word. Um, definitely hit us up uh, on Instagram. Follow us on there, Perfect Talk Radio. Um, check us out on SoundCloud.com, Perfect Talk Radio. Hopefully we'll have an announcement live. coming up. Yep, we up there right now. Hopefully we have an announcement coming up at other places you can hear us real soon, so make sure you stay tuned to that. And uh, Keith, you got any shout-outs you want to you hit people off with this week? Uh, yeah. Uh, open you up, a Roth IRA. Wait, open you Wait. up. <laughs> I didn't know I was going, so Yo. <laughs> I thought that was a website at first. Openyouup.com. <laughs> nah, nigga. That would be crazy. <laughs> Open that shit a Roth. probably lit right now too. Like somebody starting openyouup.com. Yeah. Right yeah, open a Roth IRA account on Vanguard.com. Get you some whole life insurance. Get your life straight. Get your life straight. Four, four, four. What's good, Nisha? What you got to tell the people, man? Nah, but you said Usher can't sing. Bird. <laughs> That's a, yo. How's he gonna perform that? <laughs> like, he he gotta, can't ever do it again. Can't ever. They can say he got to pee nice and slow now. <laughs> yo, I'm done. <laughs> she been waiting all episode. She's yeah. like, I'm like, yo, he got something. I'm going like, back. back. <laughs> We're going back. We're going back. that nice and slow. Nah, that shit. If I'd have ended the show, caught a cramp or something, she'd be like, edit this in. Put that next to <laughs> nah, 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 but yo, shout out to my, um, shout out to my physical therapist, Mel, getting my Achilles back right. I was I was telling the fellas I'm back on the on the treadmill now. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm lit. I can't wait to really get back into my... um. My workout regimen, especially with these motherfucking muffins. And, you know what I'm, I'm back on my shit too. I ain't going front, so I, I guess I gotta get y'all some like vegan shit or something, some healthy shit next time. I don't even know. <laughs> I bring some shredded wheat, some almond milk with me, and we rock out, man. Yeah, just bring some almonds or whatever. It'll be cool. I got y'all, man. They tell me they get making catering requests now. See, <laughs> see when you start doing things with people, man. That's how it is. But yo, shout out to everybody out there. Shout out to supporters. Um, follow me at Plickapeasy on Instagram. Uh, shout out to my daughter Mercedes I love you baby It's daddy daughter day today And we up out of here y'all Say peace to the people Peace, peace. peace.